What's going on, everyone? My name is Sergeant First Class Ellis Noto. Welcome back to the Lima Charlie Podcast by the Indiana National Guard. I'm joined by my co-host, First Sergeant Ramon Beatty, and our very special guest for today, Mr. Andy Shackelford. Shackelford, I'm doing so great already. Uh, he is an employment specialist with Work for Warriors. Did I get all that right? You did. Do you want to reintroduce yeah. yourself? Or no, it's we good? okay. I'm used to the last name thing. It's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Shack Attack. I think. Shack right. Attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, sir, thank you so much for coming on the Lima Charlie Podcast by the Indiana National Guard. We're, we're so happy to have you. What you is Work for Warriors? Well, Work for Warriors is an organization uh, started uh, around uh, NGB, uh, started with Georgia, and they established this uh, format for helping their soldiers for employment, and they packaged it and presented it to National Guard Bureau. They loved it, advertised it to the rest of the states and said, hey, would you guys like to participate in this? And 13 states uh, have signed on so far. And um, it's so it's a organization based uh, solely to help out the individuals in the National Guard of their particular states gain employment, however that may be, if it's resume help or interviews um, and job placements. So that's where oh, we're wow. at. So that's another way the National Guard Bureau is making sure that our soldiers are successful both uh, on and off the battlefield. 13 states, 13 colonies. I see a connection. This is that's great. Right. Yeah. I love right. it. Yeah. So, so that's how we started. You're recently retired, AGR. I am. Congratulations. I, if you haven't noticed yeah. the, the, you got the, the, uh, got the beard, the standards of uh, the, the my haircut and the, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a little different. So, yeah, ex explain us like how you got involved uh, with Work for Warriors. And then you said soldiers early. And then sure. um, it's not Sorry. just for soldiers, yeah. airmen, and families, right? It's correct. Or it's not just for soldiers, but for soldiers, airmen, and families. Yes, it's a it's a very ha hard habit for me to break <laughs> since you know twenty some odd years in in the army. So I, please forgive me. Yes, it is for everyone in the Indiana National Guard, regardless of whether you're wearing a blue uniform or a green uniform, and uh, their families as well. Pretty much anybody that's that can touch the individual soldier uh, within the household or anybody that's connected to that soldier, veterans. So uh, we try to help out as many people as we can. So I got started with this, like you said, during my uh, transition time, I found out how difficult it was for um, resumes. Resumes is not something that people go over frequently. It's it's not something, you know, in 20-some-odd years that, I had ever focused on, so we really needed to lean into that. Um, fortunately, when you transition, there are a lot of resources out there for um, transitioning and, and that type of skill set. So I really leaned into all the courses that I could take for resume writing and tried to get as many assistance, uh, as, as much assistance as possible. And I, I guess I developed a, a pretty good resume because you know, I, when you get hired on a uh, organization like us, like, you know, your your uh, your resume is basically your job interview. So uh, I, I, I guess my resume was very impressive. So I, that's why I'm a, an employment specialist now. But I, I feel like I, I kind of have mastered that skill. I mean, it's a two-page document, right? There's not a whole lot that you can get into. 
uh, for a long period of time. So it's not something that you need to study for a long period of time. You can, you can really kind of get the feel of it in a few months and learn uh, as much as you can. And what, what I found is that um, writing resumes was, was starting to get pretty easy for me after that. So it was kind of a no brainer to apply for a job like this. And, and uh, on top of all of it, I still get to help out people. And that that's the moral of the, of the story for me. Really. That was going to be my, my point was um, being a former Redison CEO and, and, and affecting, you know, up to a hundred something soldiers yeah. uh, at, at a time in their, their careers, uh, that selfless service and, and taking care of soldiers and their families. And um, the, the, the Redison CEO is one of the hardest working person in the AGR system. So hands down. Uh, uh, sometimes underappreciated, but uh, <laughs> a little bit. I, I worked with you a little bit before when you're up there in South Bend, so uh, a lot of people have a lot of nice things to say about you. So I'm appreciate not surprised that. that you're doing well currently. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was one of the main things. Is uh, I want I knew I wanted to do something to help out still um, because you know you'll see when you transition like that. That's something that never leaves you. If you're an NCO, uh, I think it's ingrained in you to do that. So, uh, like I said, it was just a no-brainer for me. You know, first, Sergeant Beatty just brought up uh, selfless service. Have you found that, and you're talking about resumes, mm -hmm. that uh, soldiers and airmen that are transitioning out are so used to that selfless service and, and being humble, they struggle to put their jobs on a resume and, and accurately describe it, right? Is that something you found? That's a big one, yeah. That's a big one, especially for uh, the older individuals, like the higher-ranking individuals. Yeah. Uh, some of them will leave half their their actual resume off uh, the, the resume. And, and they have so many different certificates and qualifications that they some, some of them don't fully realize that in the civilian world, it's, it's a big deal. You know? So you, you help them discover, uh, that's why we have such close working relationship with the National Guard, so we can uncover some of these certificates and some of these things uh, that make the individual soldier special. Uh, we stay in very close contact with all of the S1s and, and the unit members. So we, we, we try to get the full picture of the soldier when we're, we're, we're helping them with employment. And that's one of the ways that we do it. It's got to be difficult to, or interesting at least, to, to take that ERB or that ORB and whatever the, the Air Force equivalent is and transfer that, a very rigid document, to you know, illustrating what that soldier actually did. And we're, we're so used to that. It ARB. is it, the the more complex the MOS, the I think sometimes the harder it is to translate it in the civilian world. Um, and so, but when you when you think about uh, some of the some of the individuals in our state, right? So when you think infantry guys, infantry guys that have been infantry their entire career, th some of them don't really fully understand the skill sets that they have outside in the civilian world right because these are just skills that 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 you know they're expected to have at drill mm -hmm. you know it's it's not really a an outstanding thing for them to to have the skill when they're in the uh, formation but when they're in the office cubicle it's a it's a very big skill that they need to highlight so i had a i had a fullbird colonel ask me one time uh <laughs> He looked at me and said, "What are you going to be when you grow up?" Is <laughs> a uh, eleven Charlie instrument, right? So, yeah. I'm going to be a professional potato cannon shooter, right? Like, uh, you know, as a joke, but 
uh, I think it is it is what you make out of it. And, uh, you know, there's so many programs and opportunities for education. Uh, you know, now uh, private schools up to $2,500 a semester, yep. NGSG, wow. uh, Army Cool Program. Uh, I went through and did my project management certificate prep. Uh, I didn't take the exam. Shame on me. Uh, but um, there's so many opportunities that I think a lot of people just don't know that are out there. And, you know, I'm an 11 Charlie, yep. 19 Delta combat arms guy, uh, and here I am. Yep. Um, and it, it is what you get out of it. Uh, the guard is what you get out of it. And uh, you have to know how to put that on resume of being a team leader, being a squad leader. You're a manager. You supervise people. Yeah. So I, I, I think with what you just said, the guard doesn't have a message problem. It has a messaging problem. The resources are there. Most of the, especially the young clients that I that I work with, have no idea that the Army Cool website even exists. And they get like four thousand mm. dollars exactly, right? It, and, it, and it's a messaging problem. I think I think that's why we're here. That's the it, it's exactly I think that's why, why we're, we're here. here. We're guys. talking yeah. talking about opportunities. And and man, we so you've walked that path, and you got the project management certificate, gotten a few certificates that way too. How easy. Is that to get the, I mean, you, it's, it's very simple. You get onto the website, you sign up, you register, you do what you, you, they walk you through the whole process. And if you need help, you just reach out to someone mm -hmm. like me or some your, your first line leader or something that has experience with that. And man, it, it's almost, it's almost instant the way it happens. You know, you, you get hooked up to a project management certificate. Um, you just go through the program and boom, there, there you go. And some of these certificates, are thousands upon thousands of dollars when it comes to salary negotiations. Like for example, if you've got your agile project management certificate, that's going to make a big difference when you go to interview for your next position. If you, you know, if it's a project management job, not a lot of people have that skill and it's very desirable right now. So that's something that like you said, perfect example, you got 11 Charlie Bubba out there, who okay you, you you've got your uh, you've got your degree right good for you go out and get your project management certificate and you will be way more marketable than just about anybody in your field because of the Levin Charlie mentality and all of the hard work that you had to do for that specific MOS and I'm going to help you translate that for you right, right? So. and I think we're going to talk about resumes a little bit more sure. in depth but yeah it's your resume is how you're selling yourself on paper. To it's very someone difficult. that's going to look at it for not even a minute. Seven seconds yeah. is the average time an HR manager, and they don't even. So there's a system out there. It's called the ATS system. And if you're listening, I need you to pay attention to this part right now. So the ATS system is an automatic system that's any company, especially big companies, have in their HR department. And what it is, is, so say, for example, um, it's Eli Lilly or GM or some of these big companies that, that post these jobs, they get hundreds and hundreds of resumes, right? They have one or two HR people. They don't have time to do their daily tasks and go through all those resumes at the same time and hire and everything. That's a very difficult process. So they instantly put it through this ATS system. So your resume goes through, doesn't even look, get viewed by a human being yet. So your application goes through the system 
And if there are not uh, certain parameters that are met within the system that they've programmed the system to look for, your resume doesn't even get looked at at all. It goes right into the trash can into the file. So you have to be very careful on this, this two page document, right? So that's why it's, it's very clutch to at least come and talk to someone like us to get it. You know, even if you feel like you've got a good resume, come and get it checked out and, and we'll help you out with that. Because a lot of people don't, they don't even know that that system exists and they keep getting frustrated uh, that they're not getting phone calls or no one's responding to them or whatever. And more than likely it's, it's because your resume got eaten up by the ATS system and, and they never got seen. So. And that's, that's very interesting. I actually, I really appreciate all that information. Yeah. Uh, that information is not necessarily getting out to our force, not only because of our right. messaging uh, issue, but because this is a new program at work for warriors is, is, is new. What was it before? Did we had this Indiana have something prior to this? Yeah, it was the it was the Indiana Outreach and Employment Team. Um, it was uh, it was a very small team. It still, I mean, we're, we're only seven now. Um, just recently hired a few more people, but it was it was a small team, and I think they just um, they they didn't have the abilities uh, that the Work for Warriors package has. And, uh, you know, after we rebranded and, and came in and kind of revamped everything, I think they, you know, just changed it up and made it better. So that was the, the previous entity that, that kind of filled this space was only for Indiana, whereas Work for Warriors is more of a, what was it, 13, what's a national, a national entity, right, with national reach, local it's, roots, national reach? Yep, it has, uh, so 13 different states have signed up for this Work for Warriors package, and it, started, it originated in Georgia, um, and there's, if you go online and Google it, there's, there's different work for warriors throughout the, throughout the country and they all have their different labels and they're very identifiable. Um, a lot of them put their, their state shapes and their logos and stuff like that. Um, but in, in, you know, we, we reach out and talk to each other, uh, all the work for warriors, uh, people manage within and, and can reach out to each other. Are any of the states looking for a podcaster? Is that a job that anyone's looking for? <laughs> you know what? I think if you started your own podcast, you'd be very successful. Perfect. Perfect. I would listen to it, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you, sir. <laughs> so, so we know Indiana has a has a diverse uh, range of jobs mm-hmm. um, from manufacturing. Um, you know, cyber now is taking off. Is there any you know uh, specific? Um, industry that you guys are being work for warriors or placing these soldiers and airmen and finding them employment with um, that um, or is it uh, you just kind of shotgun blasting their resumes or if they're interested in a certain position um, and, and how their military background kind of benefits um, the employment pro- or that employment or that position they're applying for we try to look at the individual and target where we're going to go based upon all of their talents and skill sets so um, we, it's just really based upon each individual, where they want to go, what their skill sets. We, we have, uh, multiple different agencies that kind of partner with us. You have, uh, waste management, you have Eli Lilly, um, Goodyear, L3 Harris recently up in Fort Wayne. Um, there is, so a lot of these companies, the, the wide range of different positions, wide range of different employees that they ask for. So what we really like to do is, is take the individual focus on, what they can offer and then what their needs are uh, and then kind of kind of direct them to where um, 
they're, it's going to be the most beneficial for them. So if a soldier is like a, say, 68 Romeo and... The veterinary food inspection specialist, in case you weren't tracking. And they want to, a good they want to apply for like a cyber job. You're, you're going to kind of lead them that way and uh, be like, hey, maybe this isn't a good fit maybe for you. No, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> there, there would be some discussions there. I had to, on I had the, to bring up the 68 Romeo because he me. does it. It's me. Yeah, that's me. Is that you really? That's me. That would be you. Yeah, veterinary it? food yeah. inspection specialist. You would specialist. be extra special like that, yeah. <laughs> You are, but but if you had a if you had a soldier <laughs> that was a signal soldier or a cyber soldier that had yeah. these net plus uh, security plus, you'd be able to help them um, tailor that resume for those jobs. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, that was a challenge at first. Um, we had some uh, when I first started. There was some very challenging um, IT specialists that there was you know the IT language was a little complicated sometimes. So that I had to do some research myself on on, on different things, but. I, I love IT resumes now. Uh, I, I love getting these guys jobs because there's there's a few of them that I've gotten jobs for that were very surprised uh, at how much uh, their salary increased over their very short amount of time. So, and j those certificates, those guys down there, I think they're starting to figure it out. Uh, the, they have a very good problem. Uh, most of them don't look for jobs. They look for what job they're gonna choose. Yeah, I think Ooh, it's. Uh, cool. I, was, I was reading some interesting stuff about uh, you could offer someone, you know, a, a six-figure position, but they determine that the company is not a good fit, uh, and they want a more relaxed environment, and they're willing to take a, a pay cut to not I, work so hard. I just had that happen. I just I, I had this. Um, I had a captain who's in Northern Indiana. He's uh, one of my stories here. So he was just off, just returned off a of mob received a very good job remote job his goal was to come home and start a homestead and he was fulfilling that goal but the position that he took was requiring him to work a lot more hours than he anticipated and in you know even working from home you know when you're stuck in a room for 14 hours a day you're not really home you know and he wanted to farm. He wanted to enjoy uh, living on the land a little bit and, and raise his family, homeschool his kid, you know, all that good stuff. Well, we had to do some reevaluating. And, you know, there were uh, requests for uh, jobs that were a, a little bit above what he was asking for. And we had to have some, we had to have some hard conversations. And once we, we got him back on track, very happy now he loves what he's doing he's he's in a very hybrid position a little bit less salary but the work-life balance is exactly where he needs it and and that's that's the main goal you know you're talking about uh some of these these companies some of the success can you share or uh highlight any of these uh awesome partnerships you have any of these strategic partnerships you have with, with local organizations out here in, in, in indiana yeah, uh, so Waste Management has done, and Eli Lilly have done a very good job here recently. Um, right, mostly before I got hired on, there was a massive hiring for both of those companies, um, along with some other, you know, mom, very small organizations throughout the state that like mom and pop, uh, small businesses love hiring uh, service members. They absolutely love it. So you don't hear you know, really maybe not know their, their names or, or their companies or their stores or whatever it is, but, uh, they, we, we do a lot of hiring with, um, locally owned, owned people. So. So we talked about it, I think before the episode started about, I think it was some of my, my challenges of being a first sergeant and, and my soldiers knowing what 
uh, unemployed, underemployment, and, and being dissatisfied in their roles. Um, can you kind of explain to that uh, and elaborate, w uh, obviously unemployment, but uh, underemployment specifically? Um, and in my opinion, uh, and not that my opinion matters, but um, if you're working a fast food as a soldier, um, you're underemployed. Um, you could be doing more. You have a lot more talent um, and potential than, than working. And if you're happy, you're happy. Uh, but you could be doing more. Um, and I, I feel like they just don't have the key. Yeah. So if you could elaborate on underemployment. Well, so I, I put it back on them again. Like you said, it's, it's wherever, wherever you are in life, where you need to be. If, if like you gave in a good example of if there's any one of our soldiers still working in a fast food, um, area, I, I, I think they're underemployed, right? Um, even even at the lowest level, uh, I think you have different skill sets that can get you a little bit higher salaries. But even some of the fast food in places are, are I mean, I just Manager passed the McDonald's. sign the other day. It was McDonald's was eighteen dollars an hour. So uh, you know, so some of these places are actually meeting their their people where they need to meet them with with the money wise. So some of them are happy working a swing shift and, you know, flipping burgers or whatever. So, but what I will, I will say is that if the individual, um, if, if we noticed, you know, that the individual has a big family, if there's a change and uh, they need more income, that's a big indicator. If you need more income, then you are underemployed. So you need to better yourself or to find another position, right? So that's, it's really up to the individual is if, if whether they feel underemployed or not. I think a glaring example would be what you just said. If, if, if we have people that are working, you know, completely opposite jobs to, you know, what, what they're, and I, I think a lot of that comes back to individual uh, counseling, you know, in the, in the army, we, we call it soldiering, you know, I don't, I don't know what the air force calls it. Um, you know, air forcing, air forcing, you know, I don't, I don't know, but you know, when we are as NCOs or leaders period, when we're supposed to get to know our people and it would only require a few questions to ask, you know, what's your family like? How what are you doing? Well, I'm working at McDonald's and I have three kids, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what to do. Okay. That's a huge indicator that you need to reach out to someone like me and we need to fix this problem out. So a lot of this could be figured out at the basic fundamental leadership level. Right? I think some of it might even be a pride, a yeah. pride it, issue. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, a lot of the issues I I see with soldiers, uh, it it stems from finance, mm -hmm. financial, and, yep. and their employment. And um, you want to find a job where you wake up every single day uh, and you enjoy what you do, and um, it makes it easy for me. I, I know what I'm, I'm wearing every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I enjoy my, the people I work with, uh, in the work. Um, but if, if you wake up and you're not happy, uh, that's a, that's a star cluster right there. It's, yeah. Uh, you need Absolutely. to start looking. And I mean, if you're not looking for, even if you are happy and you're not looking for employment, especially in the market, uh, right now, I think you might be a little, uh, a little crazy. You don't know what's out there. Um, yes. there's a lot of people, uh, hiring right now. Um, and, there's also some some layoffs and that's that's scary but job security yeah um but yeah service members just need to look at um a couple things and that in my opinion is 
it, is it something you enjoy doing? Yeah. Um, and is it enough money to sustain life? Because mm-hmm. um, those two stressors, I think, are what cause a lot of people to um, yeah. go off the deep end. I'm trying to retire and then go work for USPS at like 60 years old and walk Ooh. mail. Uh, walk mail to mailboxes. Yeah. And, and you know what I've what I've discovered in my journey like that as well. Uh, so you, you can kind of window into the future here. Is is you know what I've seen is it may not be a job where you wake up you know and you jump out of bed and you're excited to go into work every day, but that job may be just enough, and it you may be happy enough there to be able to do the things that you love when you get off work. So can you tolerate it for eight to 10 hours a day? Is it not toxic? Is it, is it, is it not negatively impacting your mental health (laughs) being there? And does it give you the finances or the time or whatever it is that you need to do the things that you love outside of work? Does it give your family enough money to go to Disneyland a couple times a year? Do you have enough money to go, uh, you know, buy the, you know, all your hunting gear? You know, do you have enough money to, to take your wife out on a date every now and then or whatever it is? Um, you know, so I, that's whatever. You may not have the perfect job, but does it offer you the things that that you need uh, for your family to, to be happy? You know, and I've, I've, I've just discovered that, you know, it's just a weird philosophy thing that I looking in this employment realm of, of things and the different books that you read and everything like that. So kind of changed my mind a little bit. It's like, okay, there's no perfect job out there for a lot of people, but is it good enough for you to, to earn enough money to be happy when, when you walk out the door, you know? So that's a, I like, that's a really cool perspective, but you are very happy with your job, right? To clarify. Very happy. Oh yeah. Very happy. This is, you know, it's uh, I've had to have that conversation with clients, you know, like I'm not happy with my job, not happy with my job. Okay what I'm getting at is the grass is not always greener on the other side, you know, when, when they want to, uh, cause I will have a lot of them call me with jobs. Matter of fact, I don't have any unemployed people right now at all. My client list is all employed individuals and they just want a better job. Right. So you eventually you have to have these conversations. You have to say, okay, look, what are you earning now? What do you, and then you compare that to what they could be earning, or do you want to do things to make yourself more marketable within your company? That way you don't have to do some of the, you know, hard stuff or the BS stuff or whatever it is that's making you miserable. You can promote yourself within, you know, you, you admire that guy that's in the front office that uh, p- plays Candy Crush all day and, you know, writes a memo uh, here and there and, and he gets paid, you know, $15,000 more than you. Okay. What does he have that you don't? Does he does he have an, a project management certificate? Does he have an HR certificate? Does he have a SHRM? You know, does it, what separates that person from you? And then and just go meet that. And I think you always you always have to improve at the moment. The moment you say stagnant and you're not uh, chasing that next certificate uh, or that next job, uh, that that's that self development, right? Yep. The moment you stop doing that, because uh, we're we're entitled to nothing. Uh, we're right. entitled to nothing. Uh, we have to work for it. Nothing's right. given to you. You have to earn it. So uh, that's just kind of the mentality you have to go for. Uh, and I think Noto is going to go that way with uh, uh, the resume question and <laughs> kind of help us understand more. We talk resumes a lot, but yeah, 
we did. We did yeah. talk resumes a lot. Yeah. No, and, and, and you just brought up Sherm. Like, yeah. as for Sherm Beatty talked about, like, I'm in Sherm right now through yeah. the Army Cool program. It's, it doesn't cost me a dime, and it's worth thousands of dollars to a civilian employer. But you, you had also mentioned, um, you know, getting a better job. Um, does having a good resume help you improve your job at your current employer? And what are some of the, the common pitfalls you're seeing with our service members uh, and their resume and their resume building skills or lack thereof? If there are, if all your clients are already employed, I'm assuming it's a resume issue. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I what I will say is that most of my clients, when they're they're at their current job, to get themselves promoted, it's usually something within the organization, some some sort of training that separates them from from earning more money. Um, a lot of it is the work-life balance. So a lot of the clients are, are not happy with how hard they're working or the hours they're working. Uh, very few of them have, um, you know, toxic management. There's only a few of those actually, surprisingly. Uh, but most of it is just the work-life balance and, and, and getting thrown around schedules and stuff like that. But if they want to improve uh, or, or, or change their trajectory in their current organization, um, if, you know, like for example, GM, there's a lot, a lot of places to move up in GM. There's a lot of places to move up in waste management. There's a lot of places to move up in Eli Lilly. All these places have positions, um, and, and usually they're always hiring. Um, and I will tell people, if you work at the organization and you see an open position, apply for it because a hundred times out of a hundred, they will hire someone within before they hire someone outside of the organization, right? So networking, networking, networking. Folks, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't listen to anything else, network, network, network. I don't care if it's the janitor that you know in the organization. Give them a call, send them an email, text message. Try to, try to leverage anything that you possibly can for networking capabilities to get yourself into you you're very familiar with this being a recruiter and you can rub your rub your badge there for a little bit That's and teach yeah. us a little bit about networking but that that to you probably made you successful as a recruiter is networking and stuff like that but so it works out in a lot of ways would you articulate that maybe you should be able to network through the national guard as well mm -hmm. through finding people that are that, already at that employer that wear the same uniform as us that is the best that is the absolute best when when you get um information and your leadership team says, uh, you know, so-and-so works at this company, they're hiring, that, that is the absolute best to, uh, you know, just start lining up. We, they, when you have an individual, especially in your formation that works for, like in my area, there's, there's this company called Lippard Components, and it makes uh, all the trailer factory components oh. uh, for all, like the fifth wheels and the big you know, uh, class A's and all that stuff in our area. You know, Elkhart is a big yeah. RV manufacturing place. Anyway, um, so we have several unit members that work at Lippert Components. So anytime they do a hiring push, it is put out to the formations and get your resumes ready and they collect. So And then usually there's several of them that, that get hired that way almost instantly. So, so we, we've... We, the job's there. We're, we're applying for the job. We got a great resume. What are some skills uh, that would help you be a better interviewee? I think it's interviewee, interviewee right? Is that it? Yeah. So when I tell, uh, I, believe it or not, uh, our clients don't have a lot of problems with interviewing skills and interviewing issues. So 
But if they do, the ones that we've had in the past that might be a little nervous are usually the younger, usually the younger individuals are nervous about going in for an interview. And I tell them that it's it's between going on a date and, and going into a leadership board or promotion board. So you, you don't want to, you know, pile on the, the perfume or the cologne and you don't want to, you know, dress for success in the, in the date. You really, you're really not hitting uh, all the aspects of a leadership board. You don't have to sit at attention and be rigid and, you know, bark orders at you and stuff like that. But so if you could just meet in the middle and, uh, so when, when I give them that perspective, they usually kind of understand like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. You know, give them a visualization of what that looks like. No facing movements in yeah, no, traditional no, civilian. No facing movements in your interviews. You don't have to salute anybody before you leave. Uh, you, you'll probably not get the job if you do that. They'll, yeah. That's, make that's you actually weird. happened to me, unfortunately. That might actually yeah. be my, my yeah. favorite, yeah. my favorite thing about one of my favorite yeah. things about being a first sergeant is, uh, leading those boards. It's it's and it's a good time, isn't it? Is, it? It's, yeah. it is a good it's time. You get some really interesting questions. Yeah. Uh, you get to know the soldiers a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really yeah. glad any interview in the civilian world, you're not walking and saluting, reporting yeah. to the president of the board and getting you, permission you, to sit you, down. You find out real quick <laughs> on those boards who can take pressure and who can't. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Sweating buckets and so. All right, so we we talked about the res, writing a resume. We talked a little bit about the interview. How do I, one, get in contact with Work for Warriors? Uh, how, how is there a portal where I can just sign up and say, hey, I'm looking for a job, and then you guys reach out to me? Um, and then, like, what are you guys doing um, for those? What are you doing that maybe a traditional, we'll call them headhunters, aren't doing um, for our soldiers and airmen and families? So to sign up, uh, it's several different ways. So, uh, you can either sign up directly through the website and it's very simple. You just put your, your name, phone number, email, and then a brief little comment of what, you know, what you would, you know, Hey, I'm look, I'm unemployed. I'm looking for a better job. I'm currently employed. And then there's a place for you to load your resume as well. So the website is a, a really good one. Um, other than that, then, you know, uh, we have, all of us usually have, uh, social media or, um, you know, marketing materials in our armories and stuff like that. Um, the national guard app that, uh, <laughs> Mr. Who did that? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that I really appreciate you setting up, sir. Uh, we utilize, I utilize that. I've started a group on there for work for warriors. So that's another way. Hey, I, you know, I'm, I want to look for a job. You just sign up through the app. Uh, so there's several different ways. So you, you said a website is that work for warriors, org off yep. the top of my it's, head. It's a, it's exactly that. So it's www.workforwarriorsin.org. And if you if you Google it, uh, a bunch of the work for warriors will come up, and it differentiate. Uh, you just look for the state of Indiana logo, and you click on that one. And then uh, you said so in the app, you open the app, join the group. What's uh, the group code to join? That it? one is just um, Indiana, just Indiana, yeah. and that will join the work for right. warriors group. What I haven't used the app in a long time. Well, well I know the guy, I the code. Uh, yeah, and I know, know the girl. The we'll yeah. make sure it's in the the description. I, uh, I, I think I made it a public code i think i made it a public group i don't know if i put a code on there i thought i I'd... can i can be rude and i can pull yeah. my phone out and i can look and clarify yeah. but sorry yeah <laughs> sorry i will get you that but you have a group you. on the app right I, unfortunately and i haven't you... used it obviously i don't 
<laughs> so you have you haven't utilized it yet, but you have the group started. You plan on intend on using it. I would love to use it. It would be a great uh, resource for uh-huh. all of our team members to be on, and and just for someone to fire a question or two or something. So maybe we can mark market it somehow with the communications platform of yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Like I, I would love for work for warriors to be a, a you know a button on the on the app, and they just open the app and, and log on and 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 get help from us. Man, it'd be great. But there's definitely a website. There's definitely a website. Okay, perfect. There's definitely a website. Some now it's really very important to do the IN. Now don't worry about it. Uh, so, so the whole work for warriors, just just work for warriors. California has uh, owned that website, mm. so mm. they they own that work for warriors, right? So when you just do work for warriors and you sign up through theirs. It goes to California, but they quickly, you know, they, okay, they so know they, they know they that they're, they're not yeah. stingy with it. Yeah, no. they send it to our our supervisors, and they're like, "Hey, there's an Indiana," so we usually get it within a couple of hours, so it's not a problem. But work for warriors, in dot org is how you can hold me. And my number, you're going to let me say my number yeah, if you want to get uh, out my your... number is five seven four eight five five nine four two five, and my email address is andrew dot shackleford at workforwarriorsin.org. That might also be in the description of the video. I think it's in the description. It's probably going to be in the description of the video. Yeah. So we we spoke about a lot about what what, what your program has done. Can you share any uh, success stories uh, that particularly stand out to you from this program? Sure. I have a couple of them, but the one that stands out the most was uh, one of our um, foreign soldiers in our formation. Uh, He's from Africa. Just moved here, joined. He's highly motivated to put this uniform on. He's one of the most patriotic kids I've, I've talked to in a long time. And, of course, him being from a foreign land, he was he was having a little bit of trouble in the, in the employment world and uh, just didn't know how to translate his skills in the environment very well. So we helped him. Uh, took just a little bit to get him a, a, a job. But he had a lot of different skills that just were not, he wasn't able to portray them on a resume because of the language barrier. Uh, But he was able to get a very nice paying job, and now he's able to bring his family over and just live the American dream. And that's, like, still gives me goosebumps when I talk about it, man. He was so happy. I got several emails about how happy he was and how, you know, I could – I could hear the emotion through the through the email. So, yeah, it, it was very touching. It was a very good day. Made me feel really good. You know, first, Aaron Beatty had brought this up earlier, the traditional headhunter. I don't think we've asked, how much does this service cost for a soldier to use or airman? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Zero dollars for a service member to come to us, get a – now, you know, we don't write their resume for them, right? So we're, we're in the teaching, coaching, and mentor uh, mentality, right? So we're teaching them to fish. A lot of these organizations that write resumes for these soldiers will charge a couple hundred bucks a, a pop. Uh, but they'll get an okay resume, but it's the, it's giving them zero skills going forward in life. So they have to go back to them to find out how to how to write a resume or whatever. Or they'll, it'll eventually end up with, with someone like me or, or one of the other employment specialists. So what are, what I think separates us from those is, is we really – get into the teaching and mentoring uh, factor for writing these resumes and improving their skill sets and gaining employment. So that all of us on this team really focus on 
helping instead of just um, checking the block. You know, I, we want to set these people up for success further than just the moment in time that we're helping them. Um, so I think that's what separates us a little bit is, is, is that aspect. And when they leave, we hold them, you know, essentially by the hand and until they are very comfortable in their uh, new position. And then, and then we, we, we tell them, you know, we will back off a little bit and if you need us to reach back out. But that's one of our main focuses is, is to, to really develop their skill sets and writing a resume and, and is because it's, it's not very hard to teach right at least the basic concepts are not so once they grasp the the basic concepts of it it's it, it's pretty miraculous what happens after after that you know they they'll spot check i've i've been in i've done it long enough now to where i've uh had individuals um get a job from my help and then decide to move on to a, a different job and they'll come to me for help again, but it won't be as in depth. It'll say, you know, I, I have changed my resume a little bit. Will you check it out? And usually, it'll it'll be really good, or there'll be one or two tweaks, and and that's usually it. And they're and they're set up for success. So, would you say that having one generic, I wouldn't say generic, having one resume of your uh, your skills and your experience is the way to go, or uh, should they tailor their resume to a specific job they're they're applying for? Because uh, in, in my uh, experience, um, being a being a hiring manager here um, and seeing resumes uh, for people who come in and want to work in my office, um, it, it's almost like some people just do a generic, uh, just some of their skills, like they're a soldier and they did soldier things, and that's great. Uh, appreciate your experience, but I think it's correlating and. Uh, tying in how your position as a squad leader uh, in an infantry company, um, you know, relates to the civilian, uh, the civilian world and, and cutting the jargon out. Is that kind of something you go over uh, a little bit? And we've, we've talked resumes and kind of beaten this, yeah. beaten this horse, but I, I think really it, it's the most important uh, aspect behind it all. It really is. It really, I mean, it, it's hard to believe that two pieces of paper, you know, are, are so important, but it really is kind of a window for another person to to see you and and without knowing you at all or seeing you or not even knowing your name so they have only two pieces of paper to look at you and determine whether or not you're going to be worthy enough to to call in for an interview right so what i'll tell you is is absolutely option b if you are using one resume for everything that is absolutely wrong that is 100% what you should not be doing. Using the same resume for the same, uh, you know, application over and over and over again is is more than likely the reason that you're not getting phone calls back. So tailoring your resume, uh, some people get wrapped up in the details. It's really not that hard. You take the job description, whatever job description, and there's usually always some type of paragraph or qualifications or what that company is looking for in an individual. Right off the bat, you want to look at your resume and make sure that um, it is focused towards that position. For example, if you have a project management position that you're applying for, and let's say it's uh, an agile project management position, 
first thing we would look for is is if you have those qualifications or not, right? Do you have those qualifications? Are they listed on here? And is your resume geared towards a project management position? Does it have a lot of the buzzwords, right? Does it have uh, the um, the summary paragraph? Does it mimic the duty description at the very beginning of the job description, right? Are there buzzwords from that job description in your resume? Those are the types of things that we go over and we kind of develop. And once you have a good base resume, the tailoring really doesn't take that much. I mean, you spend 10 to 15 minutes and, and you should be good. After you get it down, you know, especially because the, what they want is right in front of you. So the, the company will put what they want on the job description. All you have to do is carry that over into your resume as best you can without lying, right? So as long as you pick out the buzzwords and, and cater uh, that resume t more towards the, that job uh, posting, you're going to have a lot better uh, luck getting it past the ATS, number one, and then getting it front in front of an interviewer. Would you say that it's important to have a LinkedIn in addition to those two pieces of paper? I, I think in today's age, uh, a social media f like LinkedIn or Indeed, Indeed, yeah, uh, or ZipRecruiter, if you're looking for uh, employment, I, I think number one, they're free, so it's like why not have those, right? Now, if you're a 19 year old kid and, and you're looking for, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for a position to you know, fuel your, your, uh, alcoholic consumption habits on the weekend, LinkedIn, probably not the best resource for you. Maybe not. I don't know. It's to each of their own. I say, yes, I say it's, it's good to, to have at least one of those, um, employment social media sites and, you know, it's, they're free. Just do it. Absolutely. So you spent 20 years in the military. How has your experience, 20 plus years in the military, how has your experience in the military uh, tra transferred your civilian life and your work with uh, work for heroes and work for warriors? I'm sorry. Uh, and then, you know, what is one piece of advice you'd offer someone who is, you know, thinking about potentially joining the military? So, uh, man, we could talk all day on that one. Like the, the experiences that I've had, you know, teaching, coaching and mentoring, soldiers you know yeah the ncoes schools and the mos training whatever that's all, that's all fine and dandy but the leadership skills that i've learned over the years are are really what the bread and butter is for just about any job uh, out there they especially if you're looking at a managerial role or supervisor role or any kind of leadership role what the military gives you is something that no other company can give you there's no other organization on the planet that gives you the type of leadership training that the military gives you, period, end of story. And there's companies, there, the companies out there that know this, uh, you know, like the companies I mentioned before. So so you have different areas where different support is, is greater and, and less. But what I tell you at the end of the day, if you're thinking about um, joining the military, and you're looking at what's in front of you, your your job, your your the, the skills that that job is going to give you or something. What you're not seeing is the leadership, the teaching, coaching, and mentoring that you're going to receive in our ranks that 
it, it just cannot be, uh, it can't be uh, reproduced anywhere else. So that's what a lot of the young uh, individuals and some even older uh, don't fully realize what, what they have and what they've developed and, and what they can get from this organization. So yeah, I think, I think I said it earlier, it, it is what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what you get out. The, uh, the military will uh, replace you tomorrow. Uh, and, and you have to better yourself every single day and use your benefits, use uh, GI bill, NGSG, uh, use work for warriors, better your resume, better yourself. Uh, so when you're done with your military service, uh, it, it's not the transition is so much easier for you. And uh, really what you do uh, and what your team does for our service members are, is amazing. Uh, and I, I know I appreciate it. I'm going to make sure next time when I have my uh, underemployment, under uh, underemployed roster, uh, I, I give them your point of contact or whoever my regional rep is. But uh, again, Work for Heroes website. Which is work work for warriors. I said heroes I, again. It's my fault. Work for warriors. In dot org, um, and it, you know, if, like I said, if you Google it, work for warriors. Just be careful. Just look for our state. Um, we're blue and yellow. Uh, my number is five seven four eight five five nine four two five. If you want to get a hold of me, um, and you can also, hopefully, soon uh, have a little bit, little bit uh, easier access to find us on the National Guard app. And uh, but if you have the app, uh, we're in a we're, we have a group set up, and so there's several different ways that you can get a hold of us. And I like you said that that right there, what you told me with, with being a first sergeant, um, that's what we could really use your help with is getting that. Like I said, we have a message. We have a messaging problem. We don't have a message problem, right? Um, the messaging for us and what we do needs to get out to the leadership a little bit more and 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 uh and really get down to um the name tape level and and uh, makes that resource something that's very common in the armory so that way instantly when someone's having a problem they don't they don't have a question on where to go they they know automatically you know call work for warriors so. boom I love that. That's right. Well, sir, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. First, Sergeant Beatty, thanks for joining me as the excellent co-host. Uh, another great episode of the Lima Charlie podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Appreciate it. Lima Charlie, out. Oh,